Okay, we learned this for Shlomer for Yisla Ga'arim and Miriam. We're in the right in the very bottom of Chaf Aleph and Vase, the bottom line. I think Mark teaches Amar of Kahana, Darsh, Rabbi Nassim, Rabbi Yumi, Mishadi, Rabbi Tanchum. Ne'er Shachanaka, Shinichal, Amal, Master, Mama, Psula. If you put the Chanaka light above 20 Amos, above the ground, Psula, it's no good because usually people don't notice things above the, the, above the 20 Amos, above the ground. <coughs> so since it's too high to be noticed, it's no good because the whole point of uh, Hanukkah Neiros is pursuing Nisa to spread the miracle. So if it's too high, then it's no good. And the, the, the Gemara gives two background information for this, two places where we see this, like a sukkah and a mavoi. A sukkah, the schach, is higher than 20 amas is no good, or a mavoi with a beam is higher than 20 amas is, is, is no good. In both of those cases, you need the reminder the schach has to be within um, people's vision. And with the mavoi, the, the beam uh, that separates between the mavoi and the street has to be... Um, Within 20 amas, again, all these are cases where we need people to notice things, and people only notice things within 20 amas. The Gemara brings this in just because it's the same name. What does it mean in the Pasuk by Yosef? It says the brothers through Yosef. The pit was empty, there was no water. If it just says the pit was empty, don't I know that there was no water? Why does it have to continue and say that there was no water? So we can make an inference. My Mimbo, there may not have been water inside the pit. There were snakes and there were scorpions inside of the pit. Continues the Gemara Pesach. Where should you put the Narchanaka? Within the Tafach, the doorway of a person's house. Where exactly do you put it? It should be to the right of the doorway. When you walk in on the right side. On the left, should be on the left. The on the left side as we're going into the house. You should be surrounded by mitzvahs. So you're surrounded if the nerchanaka light is on the left side of the doorway, mitzvahs is on the right. So the home is surrounded in mitzvahs. That's why the menorah, the menorah should be on the left side. Continues the Gemara. Also, you're not allowed to count money in front of a Hanukkah light. So. So he's saying basically that you can't use the Hanukkah lights for your own benefit. And we had already a, 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 a dafa ago, we had a machlokas about this, if you can use Hanukkah lights for your own benefit. So some people say it's just, yeah, it's following that same opinion. But other people showed him saying no, that he might only be talking about like counting, uh, counting money, which is very like a disrespectful type of thing to do in front of the Hanukkah lights. But either way, he's saying you can't count the money in front of the Hanukkah lights. Why? Is there some sort of, you know, intrinsic Kedusha that the lights have? It's not like it's the base of Mikdash. It's not something that's really holy. <clears throat> so who cares? It's just a mitzvah. So a mitzvah is not a, an, an, an item of sanctity. So why can't you count the, why can't you count the, the money? So Gemara says back, what about the, the, the din of dam? So we're just talking about by dam, the mitzvah of kisay dam. Kisay dam is when a person shouts a, <coughs> a bird or a wild animal. The halacha is that the blood has to be covered. So we're going to see here, um, and obviously there's no kedusha, it's just a mitzvah, right? When the blood is spilled, right? The blood falls on the ground, you cover the blood. So there's no kedusha, it's not an item of sanctity, but still the time, it still doesn't arise. So if it's shavach v'kisa, it says he should spill the blood and cover it. So from the fact that it says those two words next in conjunction, right? That you spill the blood and cover it, with what you use to spill it, which is your hand, right? Because you slaughter with your hand. So the blood is spilled with one's hand. There's one hand that causes the blood to be spilled. That is the hand also should do the covering. What is the point that your hand should do the covering? You shouldn't kick some dirt with your foot and use 
your foot to perform the mitzvah. Why should a person use their hand and not the mitzvah? Mitzvah should not be something that's a bizu. It's like something in the, is, is like you can degrade it. You shouldn't do such a thing. You shouldn't degrade a mitzvah. You should treat it with more value and respect and cover it with your hand and not with <coughs> your dirt. So once you see such a thing, so Afanami's Rabbi Yossi says you can say the same thing with Nerachanaka, even though the light isn't a kadosh, you could say the same thing. The reason we want to do this is because you don't want to degrade the mitzvah, you don't want it to be gross in your eyes. So it degrades the Nerachanaka to count the, the, the money in front of it. Now we talk about a similar case and we come back to what we're discussing. What about the sukkah decorations that you put up in a sukkah? Could you use them? In other words, did they become off limits? Are they forbidden in benefit during sukkahs? So lady said, We have said that you can't count money by a Hanukkah light. So so too, you can't you can't use anything that's set aside for a mitzvah. So since since these items have been set aside for the mitzvah of sukkah, so you can't benefit from them. It's like a, 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 a Lashon Shvu, it's like by the, by the God of Avram. He has based something that has a source in a brisa based upon something that doesn't have a source in a brisa. Sukkah Tanya, Sukkah is a brisa that you're not allowed to benefit from the Sukkah decorations. Hanukkah Lo Tanya, meaning he said, could you use the Sukkah things? He said, well, if you can't use Hanukkah, then so too you shouldn't be using Sukkah. The truth is that Sukkah, is, it has a source that you can't use it, and Hanukkah is the thing that doesn't. Why do we see the source by Sukkah that you can't use it? Tatanya Sukkah, if a person made a proper Sukkah, proper Sukkah, and then he um, made them nice with different curtains, different embroideries. Talibah goes, my farsakim, shkedim, remodim, he hangs them nuts, peaches, Shkedim are almonds, remodim are pomegranates, parchilia, and oven, atoshashibalim, bunches of grapes, or um, different like gatherings of grain. He's got uh, some jars that they have wine or flour in them. Also, let's him. All these things are sukkah, uh, sukkah decorations. You're not allowed to use these foods until the night that follows the last day of uh, sukkah. If you made a condition, meaning you made it tonight, he said specifically before he gave them to the mitzvah that he doesn't give up his right to use them. So then they don't really become part of the sukkah. Then our kol feeds and everything goes according to his stipulation. So rather we see, so what comes out from here that we see black and white that uh, the sukkah thing is asr. So why are you saying the sukkah thing is asr because of what we said by Hanukkah? Hanukkah actually, we didn't really have a source. We we're trying to figure it out. Sukkah actually has a source. The father of all these things is the blood, meaning all of them are asr. We have these three cases. The blood is with the one that has the real source, the source from the Torah, because it says that you should cover it with that you cover it with your hand and not your foot. So that's the real source. And then from there, we have two other dinim that are derived, which is the law that uh, you don't, the, sukkah, the sukkah decorations are forbidden and that you can't count money by the Hanukkah lights. Okay, now we, again, now we mentioned this concept that you have to value mitzvahs, respect the mitzvahs properly. So that's why we were saying that you can't count uh, the money by, by Hanukkah. So now the Gemara says, You can't use one Hanukkah light as a source to light another Hanukkah light. Shmuel says you could. So the Gemara is going to explain it. Rav says it like the baguette. Rav says the same thing. You can't take scissors off one baguette and put them onto a new baguette. <coughs> that's right, disrespectful to the first one. Rav says that the halacha does not follow Rav Shimon in the case of dragging the bench. This is a famous case about a person is dragging a bench, they may or may not uh, make a furrow in the ground. And we say that according to Rav Shimon, since that's not what your intent is, your intent is to drag the bench, you may or may not make the uh, furrow, so then it's okay even if you do. 
According to Rav, Darbash Shinim's Kavan is Asr. So, really, it was Machlokas before Rav and Shmuel. It was Machlokas in Rav Yudan and Rav Shimon. So, Rav says, Allah is not like Rav Shimon, so it's forbidden. Shmuel says, Allah is like Rav Shimon and his mother. Usually, all the time, we go like what Rav says. When Rav argues against Shmuel, we always go like Rav. With the exception of these three things that we do like Shmuel, you are allowed to light one kind of Kaner from another kind of Kaner. You think of this is for one thing to go to another one. In the case of dragging, the time of Shmuel, Omer, Gor, or Demita, Kisiv, Sasso, a person can drag a bed, a chair, a bench across the ground. As long as you don't intend to make a furrow, that's mutter, davish, and muskabin is mutter. So now we have to learn more about what exactly the svarts were, what are the reasons here about whether or not you're allowed to light one Hanukkah light from another Hanukkah light. So the Gemara explains, Yasef, whom Rabbanu came to Rabbi Rabbi one of the Rabbanu were sitting in front of Rabbi Rabbi Yasef, the Gemara, he was sitting and saying, Time of the Rabbi Mishim, Bizoi Mitzvah. The reason for Rab is it's disrespecting the Mitzvah. So why is it disrespectful? So Rashi explains that the case is that you're not lighting directly one wick to another wick. You're taking like some sort of a wood chip and you're taking it off of the mitzvah, off of the one light, and then you're using it to go light another one. So what's disrespectful? What's disrespectful is that you're using something that's not a mitzvah. You're using the chip from and, 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 and you're using that to light something from a mitzvah. So just as it would obviously be awesome to light um, some random candle from my Hanukkah, that would be disrespectful. So it's disrespectful even if I'm my, my das, when I'm lighting this random wood chip, is to go light another Ner Hanukkah, but that's Rob's opinion, is that that's also considered disrespectful. It's disrespectful, because you're <coughs> ultimately what you're doing is you're lighting something that has no Kedusha from something that is a mitzvah. So, don't listen to him. The reason for Rob is because you are, um, you're weakening a mitzvah. So, according to the reason for Rob, you're weakening the mitzvah, so then... It, it, the candle will flicker when you when you take a wick, right, and you put it next to another wick, and you take fire. So the candle the candle flickers. So if the candle flickers, you're weakening the mitzvah. So it's disrespectful to to weaken the candle that has the mitzvah. So that's answer. Even if you're not using a, a random wood chip, even if I would let's say theoretically take one light of the menorah, uh, let's say I had long enough wicks, and I would light directly from another candle, it would still be a, a problem because even though it's not a random thing, it's another Hanukkah light. But I'm weakening the candle of the mitzvah when I do that. Then Mar says, "My now, what's the practical difference between the two reasons? One reason is that it's disrespecting the mitzvah by lighting a random wood chip. The second reason was is that it weakens the candle. So the difference is even as kamalik misharag l'sharag. If I light directly one Hanukkah light to another one, Adam shouldn't be using mitzvah because it's disrespectful misharag l'sharag malik. Then I could do it from one light to another light because if I'm not using um, the wood, the random wood chip to, 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 to facilitate it, then it's not disrespectful. According to the opinion that the problem is because you're weakening the light when you do it, then it's forbidden, even if you're lighting directly one Hanukkah light to another, it would still be usher to do such a thing. That's Rob's opinion. Um, and again, the Gemara can't figure out what the reason of Rob is. All it said is that Rob said you can't light from one candle to another. So what we're not sure is, is that mean through wood chip? And it's also because I'm using the Hanukkah Neres to light the wood chip. And even though I'm planning on lighting it on there, it's disrespectful to light the wood chip from the Hanukkah Neres. Or is it also even to light directly from one candle to the next because it weakens the Hanukkah light? Says the Gemara Masra Raviyah, Raviyah has a kasha on Rav. It says, Sela shal Maeser Shini. Person has a coin that they redeem Maeser Shini on, right? Maeser Shini is supposed to be because of Yushalayim. But if it's too heavy, then you can redeem it on coins. So if someone had a Maeser Shini coin, ain't shulkin gadol 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 You can't weigh um, um, non-Kadosh gold coins <coughs> opposite to see if to make sure that they're whole. So in other words, what you want to do 
is take a, 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 the the sala coin and put it on a balance and put some un, a non kadosh um, other dinar coins on the other side of the scale to make sure that they have an, a perfect weight. So you're not allowed to do that. Why? Even if I'm planning on using the other coins to use for to be machal other meiser on. So why can't I do that? Because it's just it's disrespectful. You're using something that's kadosh. You're using a meiser coin to use as a weight to see how much something else that's not kadosh weighs. So even though you're planning on using that non kadosh thing to turn it into kadusha, but the bottom line is right now it's not kadosh. So you're not allowed to do that. So yeah, if you say that the machlokas is lighting directly one light to another light, Rav Asr is because it weakens the candle, and Shmuel still matter, then you could say that if I use a wood chip, then even Shmuel would agree it's Asr because it's disrespectful for, to light a wood chip. So then this price, it wouldn't be a question because here it would be similar to lighting a wood chip because right now I'm, I'm weighing another non-Kadosh coin just with the intent that I'm going to use it for a, a matter of Kedusha. So that would, be for, that would be forbidden. That would be disrespectful. Everybody would agree with that. El-Iyam or Nami if you say that the Machlok is Rav and Shmuel was about using a wood chip and that's why Rav asked her because I'm disrespecting the Mitzvah by lighting a wood chip. But even in that case, Shmuel said it was Mutter, in this case, this Brisa would be, would be a question. Because Shmuel is matter even to use a wood chip that's not considered disrespectful to the mitzvah. Evidently, the idea why it's not disrespectful is because I'm planning and going and lighting another candle of Hanukkah with it. So, so to here, why should it be disrespectful to the Meisr Shani coin to weigh another coin against it? If I'm planning on using the second coin to go and... Uh, and if I'm planning on using the second coin to go and be Machal Alder Meister Shani on it, then it should be okay. So the Gemara answer is no. Maybe the weights will not be good. Maybe it won't be a perfect coin. It won't be the right. And I will keep them not consecrated, meaning I won't end up using it. Let's say I'll measure the coin and I'll see it really wasn't a good coin. It wasn't a full coin. So I won't use it for Mal's Meister Shani. So therefore, then it would turn out if that were to happen, then you use the Meister Shani coin to weigh a coin that you didn't end up using for, for the mitzvah. So that would be forbidden. Whereas here, by the Hanukkah, for all I'm doing is I'm lighting the wood chip, and clearly I'm just going to go ahead and light the second candle. There's nothing really that can go wrong. Then Shmuel says that would be okay. Says the Gemara, another question. It says, we're talking about the menorah in the base of Mikdash. So it says, outside of the curtain, Aaron should yarach. You should arrange the lights. What's going on? What's this whole idea of having the menorah in the base of Mikdash? Does Hashem need the menorah's light? Throughout the 40 years that Bnei Yisrael went in the, in the Midbar, they always went with the light of Hashem, right? There was a special light from Hashem. Hashem doesn't need anyone else's light. The menorah is an edus, it's testimony for all of the world. That the Shechina lives with the Jewish people. My edus, how, what is this testimony that from the menorah that Hashem lives with the Jewish people? It's a reference to the Western lamp. The Western lamp is a big machlok as what it is. But according to the opinion that the menorah was placed uh, east to west, not north to south, so then the Nehmar Ravi was the second candle, meaning the one farthest east was the eastern candle. And then the one right next to it was the western. It was the first one to be to the west. So the Ner Amaravi, the second candle of the menorah to the west, there were miracles. The coin would put amount of oil, the same amount of oil, equal to all the other candles. For some reason, it didn't go out. Right, The coin would put enough candle that would stay lit the whole night. But then in the morning, right, when all the rest of them would burn out, 
And the Kohen would arrange in the morning, he would arrange, right? There would, there would be an avoda of atalas and but he'd arrange the wick, set it up for the afternoon lighting. But the, the Nehemiah never went out. So he would use the Nehemiah to light the other candles in the afternoon. He would finish preparing the lamps um, on, the, on the Western one. So basically, the Western one had a miracle. It never went out. But the Bryson makes a point of saying, and that was testimony that, to, to the world, that Hashem Shechina was Shor Moskal Yisrael. But here, the Bryson makes a point of saying, that the, because the Western one wasn't out in the afternoon when they would go to light it, they would use the Nehemiah Ravi to light the other ones. So, wait a second. Even the Kavian arrows here, the arrows were, were stuck. They were stuck inside. No, you can't take off. You can't remove the whole lamp, the whole Nehemiah Ravi to light the other ones. They're stuck in place. So if they were stuck in place, it's impossible to light the other ones unless you take like a wood chip, meaning you can't light directly Nehemiah Ravi to the other one. So you're obviously lighting with a wood chip. So kasha, bein the other mishum bizim mitzvah, bein the other mishum rachushim mitzvah, is a kasha on everybody. Whether you see it, the reason is the bizim mitzvah rachushim mitzvah. Here you have both problems. When you light with a wood chip, that's really bad. You're, it's, a, it's a disgrace to the mitzvah, and you're weakening the candle when you do it. So what's going on? How were they allowed to do it? So the gemara says, Rabbi Papa pipsilus arukos. You have to say that they use extremely long wicks. So the long wicks were able to reach from one cup to the other cup, and they could directly light the other candle from the nehemiah rabbi. So they didn't have to use a wood chip. So that explains. How could it be okay? But the Gemara says, so so, according to the opinion that said that Rav Asr because of Achushim Mitzvah, which means that that itself, that I'm weakening the candle when the fire will be dim, is Asr. Um, it's Asr even if, <coughs> even if, even if you're going to light directly. So the Gemara says, Kasha, that's in, indeed a difficulty. So it's a strange thing. The Gemara doesn't reject it. The Gemara just says, oh, it's a difficulty. It's very interesting that the Gemara doesn't reject it. At any rate, but it seems like it's difficult from this price. So we see in the case of the menorah and the Beis Hamikdash, they actually used to use the Nera Maharavi to light the other candles. And even if we say that they lit it directly uh, without using any wood chip uh, to go from one to the other, but we still see that you're allowed to light from one to the other, not like the opinion that you can't do that. Says the Gemara, what's the bottom line? Allah the Gemara wants Allah to rule it. So Amar Avuna Baradi Yavishu Chazino, we see Iyad Laka. Mar says a fascinating svar. Iyad Laka Usamitzvah. If it's the act of lighting. That does the mitzvah. If the mitzvah is to light the menorah, then you could light one Hanukkah light from another Hanukkah light because just as in the base of Mikdash, we just saw they did it where the mitzvah was to light and we just saw they did it. So so, so we have like precedent. We have precedent that just in the base of Mikdash, it's not disrespectful to light from one way to the other. So too, here, everyone would say you could light from one way to the other. But if the mitzvah of Hanukkah lights isn't to light it, but rather to place it down in then you can't. And we'll see in a second what that means that the mitzvah is to place it down. But if the mitzvah is to place it down, you can't light from candle to candle because it turns out that the lighting of the candles, if the mitzvah is to place the menorah down, not to light. So the lighting is just a hechsher mitzvah. It's just, it's just enabling the mitzvah to be done when I put it down. So the maisa ha-mitzvah isn't lighting the Maisa mitzvah is just is just enabling the mitzvah. So to light from one candle to the other would be disrespectful. So I'm not doing a mitzvah. If the mitzvah is the lighting itself, then I could say it's not disrespectful to light from one candle to another candle because I'm doing a mitzvah as I'm lighting. 
But if the lighting itself is not the mitzvah, and I have to put down the menorah afterwards or else the mitzvah isn't done, and the mitzvah therefore is only fulfilled with the hanacha, and the lighting itself is only hashram, it's just preparing for the mitzvah, so I'm not really doing the mitzvah when I light it, so then I'm not allowed to light from one candle to the other. And now the Gemara tells us about this question, what is it? Is it the act of lighting that is the mitzvah, or is it the placing down which makes the mitzvah? So this is a fascinating question. In most cases, it's not a big deal. If the menorah is placed down in the right spot and you light it, well then in the same moment you're doing, it's, it's lit and it's placed down, that's fine. But the question in the Gemara would be, specifically, would be specific to a case where let's say someone who, who can't do the mitzvah lit the menorah. Let's say you had a who lit the menorah. You can't do the mitzvah. And then a gadol, someone who's, who has an, an amount of dust, took the menorah and put it in the right spot. Would that be okay? If you say, Ad laka was a mitzvah, no, because it was lit by someone who's not chayv in the mitzvah. But if you say that hanacha was a mitzvah, then it would be okay because the mitzvah was performed by a gadol. So that's the fascinating question of the Gemara. Is the act of lighting the, men- the menorah the mitzvah or is it placing it down that's the mitzvah? The idea of placing it down is based on uh, the Pursume Nisa, the Portis Pursume Nisa, so even if the candle was lit by someone who wasn't Chayev, but the act of the, of the mitzvah isn't the lighting so much as placing it down. So if someone places down the menorah outside, maybe that <coughs> fulfills the mitzvah, and the, the lighting of the menorah is really just Asher Mitzvah, it's just preparing for the mitzvah. And again, the bar is bringing this in as saying that's the Nafkimina if someone lights from candle to candle, if they're lighting from candle to candle. So if they're doing the mitzvah with the Adlaka, it's not disrespectful. But if, they, if, if it's just a Hashem Mitzvah when they're lighting, the real mitzvah is only in the placing down, then it would be disrespectful. So now the Gemara tries to resolve the question of whether the Hanacha or the Adlaka or the is the mitzvah. Let's say someone is holding the Hanukkah lights. He's just holding them. He doesn't fulfill it. Like, obviously, it sounds like the menorah has to be put down. So we see the Hanukkah is the mitzvah. So you don't put it down, you're not Yosef. So it says it's not a proof. In that case, someone who sees him holding it is going to say, let's start closing the law. He's just, he's holding it for his own needs. He's holding it for his own needs. So meaning, there's no pursuing Nisa because in that case, since you don't put it down at all, so then someone's going to say that he just like has his own personal lantern that he's trying to see things with. But uh, it could be normally that the mitzvah is the hadlaka. Let's say someone lit inside the house and then he carried it out. He didn't fulfill it, right? Then he carried it out and put it outside the door. He's not yotze because he didn't light it in the right place. So if you say that the mitzvah is the hadlaka, so you have to light it in the right place. That's why he didn't fulfill the mitzvah because he lit it in the wrong place. If you say that placing down is a mitzvah, why did he do nothing? Uh, anyways, the lighting is just the Asher. And, and the Anachah is the Mitzvah. So once he puts it down in the right place, he should be Yosef. So the says, Hasam Nami, Omer, someone who sees him carrying it out is going to say, the circle the Adaga. He lit it for his own need and just carried it outside. So meaning since he saw that he, he, he lit it inside and then carried it outside, it's not that clear that it's for Nech Hanukkah. So you can't fulfill the Nech Hanukkah if it's not great pursuing Nisa. It's 100% clear that it's for the, the, the Mitzvah. If it could be even misconstrued, to be that a person did it for his own needs and you can't be Yotze the mitzvah. So therefore, in that case, you're not Yotze. But our question, our question would be like if a, if a cherish lit it um, and then you put it down, so that's not a problem because there, there's none of these concerns um, and there it's possible that you'd be Yotze the mitzvah because Hanacha itself would be the mitzvah.